Whatever job you need to do out there, grab the right tool to get it done. The new F-150 with an available hybrid engine and up to 7.2 kilowatts of pro power on board to power things on the go. It's not a tool you'll hang in a tool shed, but you can certainly use it to build one. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Optional features the owner's manual for important operating instructions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. How are you talking about training camps? How are you been tweeting about it? What the 101 is going to look like? It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I'm glad they have me practice now. I ain't got to go out of the game no more because he a problem. But you're going to make me better, and I'm going to make him better. It's going to be cool. You say you can't hit him like you did in the Pro Bowl. I ain't never going to do that again. That's why I had to. You feel me? Maybe I was foreseeing something, and I had to take that opportunity then and there, you know? Jalen Ramsey, newest member of the Miami Dolphins. We knew he was going to get traded. We just didn't know where. It came out of the blue on Sunday. There was a report that the two teams were talking, and then before you know it, the deal was done. Ramsey goes to Miami. Miami, the new unofficial F them picks team in South Florida as the Rams rebuild, retool, reload, re-something, regurgitate if you're a Rams fan right now because that thing is being torn down. We're building it up this week. Chris is back from Miami. He's got a fresh new haircut. Did he get it in Miami or did he get it in New Jersey? These questions must be asked and answered. I got the before the the vacation, right? So it was a good time. Had a fun time. Maybe a little too much fun, uh, but either way, it was good to see some good friends down there in Miami. Living the South Florida life for a few days. But, yeah, got this before I before I went away so I could look cool, you know, walking the streets of South Florida. Okay, first of all, you've been at the beach for a week. I know. You have been in Miami for three days. Right. You are showing no signs of sun. It's there. I mean, I got a little makeup on right now. I got makeup on so that hides, but it's there. I got a tan. I got a nice tan for, for, I mean, the average white guy walking around Connecticut right now, I'm definitely a few shades darker than that guy. Now, you know, I mean, beautiful tan? No, not necessarily. A little tan with some red mixed in? Yeah, that's more my color right there. (laughs) As Michael Scott once wrote in his diary, tan all over jan all over all right uh did you watch the oscars i a little bit like i fell asleep towards the end towards the end so honestly i I don't even officially know who won best picture so you want to let me know who won that i didn't even look it up oh wow wow we have the envelope right here the envelope right here and the the oscar goes to la la land Uh, Uh, actually it was the banshees no it wasn't the banshees of insurance it was everything everywhere all at once now Pete, wow. Pete, I'm aware. They went on Pete, a I'm run aware. yesterday. You don't have to huh? tell me. I'm aware. They won everything. They won wow. like everything they were nominated for. Best actress, best uh, supporting actor, best supporting actress, Jamie Lee Curtis, who, who like, I, I was stunned when she first showed up in that movie. Now, let me tell you this. My son and I tried to watch it last July when it was in that weird gulf of, like, it's still in theaters and you can watch it. But it's expensive as hell. Right. Like, I mean, relatively speaking, you know, it's like, but it's like, it's weird to pay 20, 25 bucks to have access to a movie for 48 hours. 
So my son and I out on the patio, we pulled the TV around. It was a nice night. We start watching it. And and we got two generations involved here. So it isn't just me get off my lawn. Yeah, right. My son and I both kind of looked at each other multiple times like, what is this? Like, I don't get it. And and I'm so I'm I guess I'm wrong because it won every freaking award, but I don't get it. I didn't get it then. I don't get it now. I have to go back and watch the thing all the Apparently. way. Again, we didn't watch it all to the end. Maybe there's some maybe there's some tremendous ending that blows you away. There's a payoff for the time that you invest in you know, it's like a bad football game that gets really good late, but you've gone to bed. So I, I'm, but I, I'm going to give it another try. All my right. son and I, I got last watch night. It we have to try it again. I'm not there either. So I tried again. I haven't seen it. All right. All right. Cool. But that, uh, yeah, yeah so. I, it, I mean, I'm, I'm, I was really shocked fast. by the run they made. It's, 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 yeah, it's too, it's, it, things happen really fast and it's confusing and it's multiple dimensions and it's time travel and it's all this other stuff. And oh, it's right. like, I don't know what's going on. I don't understand it. It all felt a little forced. Like a lot of the things were a little too coincidental. It was just, anyway. My wife and I watched the Banshees of Inishirin last night in lieu of watching the Oscars. That movie is simple. Wait, you watched it's a bleak. movie that was up for Best Picture, why the award show for Best Picture was going on, and you didn't watch the award show? Well, well, like the first three hours of the Oscars are a waste of your time. It's like watching a basketball game. Tune in for the final four minutes. We watched the movie, and then we flipped over just in time for best director, best actor, best actress, best picture. That's all that matters. So I, I think we we engaged in a very economical use of our time. So anyway, The Banshees <laughs> of Inisherin, I highly recommend for a variety of reasons. And just because the premise is so unusual, I'm not going to talk about it. No spoilers. But I do think potentially we have discovered an F-word loophole in the Banshees of Inisherin. Have you seen it? Do you, no, you know, I've it? seen some of it, not to, not in totality yet, though. So, what do, yeah, what do you mean? I, I, I didn't pick that up when I saw well, or the parts I saw. Well, well, because there are a couple of occasions in the film where a couple of the actors, including a priest, utters the traditional F word that has the U, okay? And we all know the other letters. But the word that is used far more heavily on the Isle of Inishirin, and I had never heard this before from anyone that I know, not that I know many people in Ireland, but apparently they are very proficient with a version of the F word that has an E instead of a U. And, and they, at least in this film, say it all the damn time. All the time. Uh, so... I, I'm, so F E C K U, yes. Wow. That's, yes. That's. I don't. I'll, now, I'll. I'll try to play with since, that a little bit. See. See how it works with, here on the show. With, with the I N, no G. It's just yes. F F E dash K I N. If that works. So yep. over and over and over and over and over again throughout the movie to the point where it becomes comical. So uh, anyway, that that. But but it really is. I mean, it's like beautiful countryside, and it makes me want it to go pretty, to right. the UK and Ireland yeah. even more than I already right. did. But it's set in like the early 20s. Very simple premise, uh, but but very entertaining uh, because you really don't know what the hell is going to happen and how it's all going to like come together and how they're going to land the plane. And uh, I, I thought it was well done. I thought it was very well all done. Right, cool. So uh, anyway, that's all right. that. All right, so let's um, get the feckin' right. show going here. Let's go. <laughs> That's exactly what <laughs> You know, we're still on Sky Sports Action in the offseason. They'll appreciate so, it. I'm sure uh, some of them know some of those people over there. So they're going, okay, I like let that me, word. Let me, <laughs> let, let, let me tell you, though. Let me tell you, we gave them fair notice. We had the buildup before the, the FE bomb dropped. Uh, all right, uh, let's get to it because today's the day that Free agency begins as a practical matter. And that's the one thing I don't like about this this legal tampering period. Like, we're 10 years in, and people still think free agency starts at 4 o'clock on Wednesday, East Coast time. No, it starts at noon, East Coast time, on Monday. That's when the deals start getting done. That's when you need to be locked into your phone, to PFT, to your Twitter feed, to wherever, because that's when stuff is going to start happening. Deals are going to start being made. And it's funny because on Friday's PFT Live – 
Peter King said, boy, I hope something happens this weekend because I don't know what I'm going to write about on Monday. Well, plenty of stuff happened, and we're going to work backward. The big thing that happened yesterday afternoon, we gave you the little taste of it at the top, Jalen Ramsey, now a member of the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins sent tight end Hunter Long in a third-round pick to the Rams who were very anxious to unload Jalen Ramsey's contract, I think also in part. And this part hasn't really been discussed much, but it's hiding in plain sight. We've talked about it before. Yeah, right. Jalen Ramsey wants to be paid. Jalen Ramsey's the only guy, one of the only guys that didn't get a contractual reward after Super Bowl 56. There was some chatter last year, training camp before the start of the season, about the possibility of Ramsey getting a new contract, even though he had four years left. He's got three years left. When you look at the payouts, you look at the market, you look at the salary cap, yeah, the, the Dolphins need to be ready to pay Jalen Ramsey sooner rather than later. And surely they did the trade with their eyes open, knowing that he's going to expect a new contract as part of his arrival with a new team, Chris. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you, you've been saying that. You know, I, I can't say that I've heard those type of rumors, but I'm not shocked to hear that. I mean, again, we're talking about a player who's really a, a legend of the league you know, over the last eight years or so, ever since he got in. I mean, this is a big-time move for them by the Miami Dolphins. You know, I think they're looking at it right now, and if you look at the Dolphins, they're going, wait, you know, uh, we got a, we got a lot of the pieces we need to win football games or make a run into the playoffs. I mean, gosh, it, I mean, the way the, the wild-card game played out, you look at it and you go, man, if Tua played that game, I'm not so sure they wouldn't have beat the Buffalo Bills that day, right? So they got the pieces now. Now I think it is about just a little, you know, uh, the, the the icing on top of the cake and few specialized players here and there. We know that they'll hey all line. Maybe that's one other issue you look at. But corner, you know, Vic Fangio being the new D coordinator there, what they're doing on the defensive side of the ball, right? That was one of the weak spots of the team last year a little bit. Byron Jones not there. There's a lot of reasons that make sense. And then I think when you couple the versatility of Jalen Ramsey and what he can kind of do in the secondary – you know, that's where it's a, a great move by the Miami Dolphins to get that caliber of player. And again, I, I got a little dra- dragged in the, the mud here and social media where I don't think he's a top three, four, five cover island corner anymore, but I think he's a top secondary player because he's got safety, nickel, can play in the box almost like a linebacker. He's great that way. And uh, that's where it's unbelievable they got a player of his caliber for, for a third-round pick, Mike. And especially when you look at the payout over the next three years. And again, yeah. I suspect this to change. $17 million this year, $18.5 million in 2024, $19.5 million in 2025. Uh, yeah, they're, they're going to have to adjust that contract. Um, especially, And when you consider that they got it for just a third-round pick and Hunter Long, it, it makes them – you know, it's a balance. It's a scale. We always talk about this. The more you give up in trade – the less you give up in money, the more you give up on money, the less you give up in trade. And uh, it's a far cry from what the Rams gave up to get him after he was disgruntled in Jacksonville in 2019. And they got several years uh, from Jalen Ramsey, but I – I mean, I, do you, I don't know. Well, if this is one. Do you guarantee it's a you know it's it, a long term deal gets done here, right? I mean, I, it it could be a two year rental. It could be that type of thing here. You know, I, I'll be I just think he gets more where money. It goes. Right, right, right. You think I, maybe I, I they'll think get a, the a, an extension is, and they give him a lump sum up front that maybe makes his salary cap number better, something like that. Yeah. And look, we've gotten to the point in the NFL where most of these deals are two- or three-year rentals anyway. There there aren't that many ultra-long-term, truly ultra-long-term deals, and those are reserved for the best of the best players because the team wants to have their rights in hand as long as possible. But it usually now is two or three years, and then we'll see. And if there are years four, five, and six on the back end, it's about managing the cap hit early. And, you know, we're going to see that a lot, folks. Get used to it. A big contract, a small cap number the first couple of years. They know how to wave the magic wand, work these deals, break them down, and make it happen that way. And I suspect something that will reduce the cap charge for Jalen Ramsey this year from $17.5 million, but that will give him a lot of money, or $17 million, excuse me, give him a lot of money, give him the money that I think he was looking for from the Rams. From the Rams' perspective, we're going to pay this guy again. 
why? I mean, when you consider where the Rams are, yes, where the Rams fit, and it's a concession by the Rams that they are transforming. Les Snead, the GM of the team, said last week that they're remodeling. Now, I think they're gutting the house. I mean, this is a hell of a remodel. This is a remodel so extensive they got to put the – you know, the permit up in the window uh, to make sure that, you know, they're in compliance with all local ordinances because this is some heavy lifting they're doing. But the goal is, and Peter and I talked about this on Friday, when you've got a small handful of guys that throw your cap out of whack, it's imperative to have multiple draft picks in multiple years because it gets you players and you hope that, you know, you scratch off the lottery tickets and you get good players and you get them cheap. You have to, that, that that's the only way to build a roster, Chris, when your hands are tied by Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, sure. you've got to have cheap young players to balance that out. Yeah, that's right. And they, they had to trim the fat a little bit. And, you know, unfortunately, Jalen Ramsey became part of that trim the fat conversation, not because he's not good anymore, but because of the things we talked about. You know, yeah, he's getting to an age where, all right, we're not sure he's necessarily going to be at the top of his game here for a whole lot longer or one of those premier players there. Then you bring in the contract conversation, and, yeah, you look at the overall state of their team. Yeah, they, they have to retool it. They, they have to. And, again, they've shown the ability with mid-round picks to be extremely talented and have the eye to get those guys that are in the middle rounds and, oh, wow, he's starting safety. Whoa, it's, he's starting linebacker. I mean, so – you know, they've shown the ability to strike gold I, through the draft, even though they've been trading top picks, you know, away. Either way, there's been a lot of middle-round contributors to their football team. Um, so the Rams, yeah, they're, they're in a state of rebuild. I don't think there's any doubt about that. It's the tale of two t- uh, teams right now. It's Rams in the state of rebuild, and it's Miami Dolphins in the, like, damn, We'll take the riches of Jalen Ramsey because we're in the midst of, we think, a Super Bowl run right now or a team that can be in the Super Bowl. And I, I, I don't doubt that. I mean, when you couple some of these players they got, and we, again, with their defense, statistically, maybe not great last year. I think we both agree it was dangerous, but, but we know the Byron Jones, he's gone, right? with some of his issues and his salary cap number. So you're going to have Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard and Javon Holland, who's an incredible safety. You know, they got a pretty good linebacking core. And then you talk about the Christian Wilkins and the Raekwon Davis and the Jalen Phillips and the Bradley Chubb up front. I mean, we're getting a team here that's, you know, very talented and top-heavy and has superstars, let alone, like we talked about to start the show, Mike, I mean, damn, they don't need anything on offense other than like one or two linemen just to help out the group. Maybe not even anything drastic there. There's somebody needs some growth. So you look at this football team and the players and the difference makers they have. This is rounding out to be you know, one of the better rosters in the, in the sport, not only depth-wise, but talent-wise and top-end talent-wise. Back to the contract, Ramsey yeah. had $12.5 million of his salary this year already guaranteed of that $17 million. Apparently, Ian Rappaport has tweeted that the contract has been adjusted. Two years fully guaranteed. Well, most of this year was guaranteed already. Deal averages $20 million per year. It already averaged $20 million per year. This is one of those where, and I just sent a text to somebody who I trust will get me the actual details of any adjusted deal so we can see what kind of sweetener he really got and if that's going to be enough to placate him. Because, look, the cornerback market really has been stagnant in recent years as the cap keeps going up and up and up. And it hasn't gone up much since Ramsey set the standard with a five-year, $100 million contract. We'll see what kind of additional dollars he's going to get in the short term from the Miami Dolphins. That's where I was. The Dolphins are the new F them. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, Mike, that's where I was a little surprised where, you know, the contract conversation – you know, with with where he's at in the state of his career, again, not not being a spring chicken, still being really good. And then, yeah, I mean, you look at the market and what he's doing right now. He has two years left. It's a little – his average is still, what, top two or three in the league, right, as far as his overall contract average. These two years right here, you said it right. As of spot rack, it's 18.5, 19.5. But it's not, like, egregious. I don't look at that and go, oh, man – he really does need a new deal. He's being underpaid in a big way there. 
You know, so you know, hopefully they gave, gave him a sweetener to you know make him happy, and I think it's a win-win for both sides if that if they can come to you know that type of agreement where he's happy, a little sweetener, and they can look at it and go, hey, here we go, we got two years, three years of like top-level talent across the board on our football team. The uh, Dolphins are the new F them picks team. They have only four selections this year, a two, a three, a six, and a seven. They lost their first-round pick last year by virtue of tampering with Tom Brady and Sean Payton. So not a lot of picks, but they're doing what they can to make the team better. And one of the things that happened on Friday, out of the blue, and look, I can't really complain about this move, although there isn't much of a strategic benefit in doing it now. I had said, as guys like Mike McDaniel, our good friend, Dolphins coach, can't have money, not trying to, and GM Chris Greer repeatedly said, two is our guy, two is our guy, two is our guy. I had said that's just words until one of two things happen. One, long-term deal. Two, pick up his fifth-year option, which will be fully guaranteed for 2020. Four, it shows a two-year fully guaranteed commitment to him. And they did it on Friday. They did it without warning. They did it out of the blue. And, Chris, I think and I suspect some with the Dolphins would, would say you're wrong and we didn't do it because of this. I think they did it to throw water on any Lamar Jackson talk. They did it to throw water on any Tom Brady talk. They did it to make it clear to everyone the two is their guy for the next two years, and that's part of the risk they're taking because if Tua can't stay healthy in 2023, they are going to regret having picked up the fifth-year option for 2024. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, you can definitely put me in the category of surprised or shocked when I saw that news there. You know, I, I, I didn't think there was anything wrong with letting the year play out, almost like we did with you know Daniel Jones and the New York Giants to a degree. I, I don't think, you know, our... our he had a, played a great year, but it's one year, like we've talked about. There's his injury issues, you know. He is in a spot like the Giants, you know, with Daniel Jones, where the organization is behind him and they like him. But, you know, I, I'm a little shocked to see them, you know, put themselves out there to go, yeah, we're sold no matter what. You had the play on the field and the injury status. Yeah, I think that's extremely risky. And if, if they did it, that's, that's, you know, a risky chance to take just to squash Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson rumors, and Tom Brady rumors. You know, this is one, again, where I, I'd look at it and go, I think they could have they would have been just fine, you know, if they just let this play out. You know, watch Tua knows they like him. He's got a head coach that's, you know, done everything to make it work for him, and the offense fits him really perfectly. So, uh, yeah, I was definitely shocked by that, Mike. I mean, I, I did not see that coming. I thought they'd let it play out a little bit and see if he could get through the year healthy and continue on this upward trajectory that we saw from last year. And as McDaniel told us a couple of weeks ago at the Scouting Combine, jiu-jitsu is the device that Tua will use to try to learn how to fall, displace the force, not have his head hit the turf. But it's experimental at this point. It's new. It's a risk. Now, my understanding, it's going to become official today, and it's something that privately Tua and his camp has been aware of for weeks. This wasn't the result of some sort of a power play because that was the other potential explanation that I considered on Friday. Maybe his new representative said to the Dolphins, this guy's not showing up for anything until you give him security beyond this year, either in the form of a new contract or in the form of picking up the fifth-year option. If you want him to play along this year, if you want him there for the off-season program, the voluntary aspects of it, he needs something more than just his 2023 fourth-year salary. The, you know, the comment that we've made in recent days as it relates to quarterbacks, first-rounders entering their fourth year, Kyler Murray last year, he's not setting foot on the field. He's not playing under that fourth-year salary. What Lamar Jackson should have done in his fourth year, what Tua may have said, but it didn't get to that point. They're picking up the fifth-year option. He's known about it, and now they go forward. But it's a calculated risk. Because we saw Big what time. happened last year yeah. with with Tua's multiple concussions, and they need to hope that the same thing doesn't happen to him in in twenty twenty three. And look, I mean, two and on. I, I there are so many things that I've just gotten gotten like exhausted with. Two and on, assuming anything we say reflects that we hate Tua, which is just bullshit. And the idea that we hate Lamar Jackson because we're trying to suggest things that would put him in better position to get the contract he deserves, which is double bullshit.
It's feckin' bullshit. So uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's right. I, yeah, hey, listen, it, this is a tremendous risk. A risk that one, I, I don't know if they, they really had to do it. You know, maybe, yeah, maybe Tua and his camp and his representatives are putting a lot of pressure on the Dolphins. But, you know, that, again, I don't think he had necessarily the power Kyler Murray and, and Lamar Jackson had in those situations either. You know, those were guys we saw for a few years and went, whoa, they're special. This is a guy where we went, wait, we had to put an all-star team around him and a new offensive coordinator that ran a, you know, offense we haven't seen in football, really. And, oh, now it's good. You know, that, that's to me where I would have just liked to have seen another year, like we discussed. You know, not only the injury status, but, you know, all the things that led up prior to that. You know, some underwhelming play, some self-admitting that I didn't prepare myself the right way to play well. Right. I mean, there's all those things that I think are certainly fair to question as far as why you would just throw that money out there, you know, for Tua at this point. Um, so that, that's I'm, I was shocked by it. I really was. Uh, but but obviously they feel like he's the guy they want to support him and uh, they're 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 going to be stuck together here for quite some time. BP added more than 70 billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let me just rewind very briefly yeah. because I've got some additional information about Jalen Ramsey and where things stand with this contract. My understanding is, and yeah. this is all happening in real time as we do the show and as we as we say things that will inevitably be bleeped by Sky, the, the two sides are still working through the final numbers of a revised Jalen Ramsey contract. There will actually be reduced cash in 2023 to help the Dolphins with their cap space, more cash through 2024 and it will all be fully guaranteed at signing three years left on the deal now I don't know because I haven't had a chance to go back and forth on whether all three years will be fully guaranteed but the bottom line is he's actually taking fewer dollars this year for cap purposes but more guarantees three years remain no extension no shortening and uh, it's not done yet whatever they're going to do is not done yet so we'll see how that plays out for the Dolphins and Ramsey, but it seems it, like Ramsey's okay with it. I mean, he's got to be. I thought the guy. I thought the guy. The smoke was already out there that I that he right. wanted more. Yeah, got, I hear he you. Got more guarantee. He has more security. Right. But he's he's not going to have more dollars. It appears. No, maybe not more dollars. But you know, you're, you know, the guarantee at this point of your career, right? When you're getting up there, and you know that point. Hey, it's it's nice to be sitting there and going. Wait, I'm I'm sitting here and what you're what is he year eight going into eight year eight eight nine and ten. I got guaranteed big double-digit, you know, cash payouts coming my way. Plus, I think on top of that, hey, he's at the point of his career where, wow, he's he's on a on a winner. I mean, as a team that we're sitting here going, whoa, it's it's definitely one of the best rosters in football. I mean, it was a team, you know, and we went back to week thirteen or fourteen last year. 
we'd start to go, I, I, the Dolphins can make a play and make a serious run to go to the Super Bowl the way they were playing and how they looked. And then a few, you know, they hit a few bumps in the road. But So I got to think Jalen Ramsey is extremely happy to be in Miami, a new look, not being a part of the rebuild in, uh, in, in uh, Los Angeles, and then being with a defensive coordinator like Vic Fangio and then having a pass rush that does make your job better, man. All things I think are are great for both sides when it comes to this agreement. And one of the things that helps Jalen Ramsey is he exits the state of California, returns to Florida. Yeah, that's right. Where in California the maximum individual tax rate is thirteen point three percent. In Florida, it is a Blutarski esque zero point zero. And I was reminded of something. The Deion Sanders said back in 2019 when Ramsey was traded to the Rams, he may not be there very long. Jalen is a businessman. I don't feel like the Rams are the Rams of old. Well, he was wrong about that. Thirdly, taxes. Taxes in California. The cost of living in California is not feasible to a guy who's just coming out of Florida. I don't know if this is a situation that's going to last over a year. This may be for right now. Well, it did last for three seasons, but it wasn't an ultra-long-term retire with the Rams type of a deal and he got his Super Bowl win and now this is all gravy at this point but but it is no further state income tax at least for the home games you still have to pay uh whatever the the rate is when you play on yeah. the road yeah no, that damn that that get, damn so, loophole yeah. that used to never go on yeah. just you know real quickly it, it's my understanding where you know again if you played for the Miami Dolphins you all your checks would be no state tax right but it's my understanding, Mike, and correct me if you've heard different or if I'm wrong. I think we have the Yankees to blame for this. I think it's the New York Yankees who got the vis- started getting visiting teams up here in the New York area when they came to town and started going, no, no, we're going to tax them for that check they made in that four-day weekend when they came up here and played. And I believe that's where it started and started to filter all through major sports in, in our country at least. I look if if it's something that took that long, then somebody was asleep at the switch. Yeah, that's not an uncommon. No, I know it's not an uncommon reality. I mean, look, I I, I have an accountant for a reason, so I don't have to mess with it. But I know that work days in Connecticut, work days in West Virginia, the, that's all relevant to where you pay your your state income taxes. So uh, so anyway, uh, the bulk of the money that Jalen Ramsey makes now will not be taxed at thirteen point three percent on top of what. He pays in federal taxes. It will be nothing on top of his federal taxes. All right. Um, we've already talked about the Rams. I'm working my way through our, our guidepost. Yeah. We've talked about the fact that the Rams are no longer F them picks. The Rams are pluck them picks. 11 selections this year, building out not just the middle class, but the lower class of player. Those guys who are locked in for three or four years to a salary that, that can't be renegotiated through three years. You, you take a guy in the seventh round – Let's say he becomes, let's say he becomes the league MVP as a rookie, and as a second-year player, and as a third-year player. There's nothing you can do until the third year is ended. It doesn't matter how great the guy is. It doesn't matter how skewed it is. It used to be two years before 2011. That was one of the sneaky little things the NFL slipped into the 2011 CBA. Now you can't even tear up a rookie deal until after three years. So these picks that they're going to have have value in that they don't have to pay these guys much relative to what a veteran contributor makes. And so this is how the Rams are going to do it. They've aban- they won their Super Bowl. They've abandoned F them picks. And now they're looking to stockpile as they gut the house. They gut Rams house and try to rebuild it into a winner. And it's going to take time. Yeah, it is. It's going to take some time. They Like we said, they got a little bit of a magic eye in evaluating young talent. It's just one of the more remarkable flip overs, turnovers of a roster we've ever seen from a Super Bowl team that won it two years ago. It really is. It's remarkable, let alone some of the new guys that they brought in after they won the Super Bowl that you thought, oh, wait, they're going to keep this going. They'll be okay. No, Bobby Wagner gone. You know, Allen Robinson gone. Uh, I mean, so it's, it's, this is a truly a team that's in a state that we have not seen them be in in the Sean McVay era. And that's, it's going to be interesting to kind of see how they do it because it was. It was young guys, middle round draft picks, and then established stars and kind of bringing it all together. And as it stands right now, it's kind of looks like it's going to be no young guys with just, you know, two or three stars around to help out and kind of lead the crew. And they're going to have to show these young guys how to win, prepare, and do all that.
Well, and some of the older guys may just not want to be part of it. I, I firmly yeah. believe this is Aaron Donald's last year with the Rams. I hear if he you. even gets to this year, and I think it will. I don't think they're going to trade him, but but I think this is it for Aaron Donald. He either retires or has to be traded after this year, and his contract last year was specifically structured to make it two years, and then after that he could either walk away or, as a practical matter, say, I'm either walking away or you get something from me if you trade me back closer to Pittsburgh where I believe he wants to spend all year, not just part of the year. Matthew Stafford is a fascinating presence on the roster. When you consider his age, he's 35, and he's an old 35. He feels like he's been around forever, and he's had a lot of injuries, injuries we know about, and I suspect injuries we don't know about because he keeps his mouth shut about it. He's the the anti-Roethlisberger as it relates to his overall health. But, Chris, I I don't believe they're going to trade him. Les Snead said last week that the pillars are Stafford, Donald, and Cup. But one thing that that I'm keeping an eye on is the possibility that if the, and we're going to talk about the the latest with Aaron Rodgers and what he's going to do or what he's not going to do. If the Jets get left at the altar by Aaron Rodgers, I wouldn't be entirely stunned if they try to get Matthew Stafford, and I wouldn't be entirely stunned if the Rams listen. Because he's got $57 million that fully guarantees this week. And they gave him $60 million in a signing bonus last year. That's $120 million almost for a guy who, who isn't going to be part of this future that you're trying to build toward. And so if you're looking at fifth, guaranteeing $57 million that currently isn't, and you're going to have a cap hit next year of $50 million for Matthew Stafford, there's an argument to be made. To just remove the Band-Aid, take a $48 million cap charge this year, pluck them picks, and replenish as you try to rebuild this team. And then, you know, they, they, I feel like the Rams say whatever they have to say to suit whatever circumstances they have. Oh, we got a team that can go all in and win. Let's do it. Oh, we got a team that's remodeling. Let's do it. Oh, we got this. Let's do it. Oh, this is our quarterback. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And so I don't rule out anything. I'm not saying it'll happen. Yeah, I'd be you. surprised if it did, but I won't be flabbergasted if, if uh, by the end of the week, the Rams uh, would, would make the decision to move on. When you look at the numbers, at some point, they are going to take a major cap charge for Matthew Stafford. There's an argument to be made. You may as well just rip the Band-Aid off now because it's not like this year is going to be a Super Bowl year for the Rams. No, I, I mean, I hear you. I certainly would be thinking of some of those things as well. You know, the, the dead cap charge is a significant number that is hard to swallow, you know, even for a team like that who's, you know, going, wait, we want to rebuild and we know we're not going to be in the Super Bowl conversation, but, you know, we'd still like to be competitive. I, I, I think all in all, this is one where, one, hey, Matthew Stafford, even though it wouldn't look like it on wins and losses, played really good last year with very little help. We talked about it a lot, right, Mike? I mean, it was no run game, horrible pass protection. People couldn't get open. He hung in there. He was tough. I do think he's got some legit years left in his career. But as we talked about, it's an old 34, 35 years old for Matthew Stafford compared to some of the other guys we're seeing in football right now. But I also think maybe that politics, the way it looks a little bit, you know, why play into this a little? Yeah, they got a little, you know, just throwing cash at everybody after they won the Super Bowl. I mean, the Rams are cool like that and the fact that they try to take care of their own and they try to take care of everybody. But, yeah, it's coming back to biting them in the ass right now. And, I, you know, I, I kind of feel like, one, he's still a good player and McVay goes, oh, wait, with him we could still be in there and can be competitive and then the other thing I look at it is just go like the politics, the way it might look to go like, well, hey, we won the Super Bowl with this guy. We traded all these picks for him. We gave him all this damn money, and now we're going to trade him away three years later. Uh, I, I, I feel like that, that in itself might also back them off a little bit from making uh, that kind of move right now, Mike. And, and, and when you say politics, I think you're, you're painting with a broad brush. Yeah. I'm not disputing it, but I want to I I just zero yeah, in a little sure, bit more sure. on what – Part of the politics is right. It's the politics of getting people to give you their money to come to your game. That's too, it's the politics sure. of getting people right. to believe that you're just not giving up, that you're at least potentially going to have something. I mean, look, the Rams Super Bowl this year, no way. But you gotta, you gotta at least 
create some sort of a yeah we're going to compete of a facade right right that you're trying that's why right? they're going to sell this and Aaron Donald you, Cooper Cup trio I think that's what they're doing right there right. with that right and and you're right Mike yeah. you're right those politics added on to the politics of wait we don't it, damn it looks like we made some rash decisions and did some things without really thinking them through and just threw money at things and oh here we are now and whoa so I think like to what you said and then you add that on to where it looks like did you guys think this out a little bit where the future of the team was going or we just drinking tequila in 1942 and we're like hey we won the Super Bowl you want 40 million sure you want 40 million sure I mean it almost looks like that at at times and you know I I would think they got to be careful about how it looks that way as well. Well, it's funny because we played a clip of the Les Snead press conference from this week, and I guess he was in his office, and it looked like there was an arrangement of some top-shelf, literally, liquors up on top of his bookshelf. And it's like, well, that would explain some of the contracts they've given out in recent years. And I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I'm not. I'm kidding a little bit. But dating all the way back to Jared Goff, I mean, look. They did the god-awful Jared Goff contract in 2019 when I was saying, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. They did it, and they ended up having to give away a first-round pick to unload that contract. And the question is, how motivated would they be to unload Matthew Stafford at this point? But again, $48 million cap charge, the politics that you're referring to, the idea that you have to get fans to give up their money to come to the games yeah. and follow the team. And they're falling behind the Chargers all of a sudden. Chargers made it to the playoffs last year. Chargers have more of an arrow pointing up. They've got the long-term franchise quarterback. The Rams are just kind of playing out the string with Matthew Stafford. It just feels like this is a longer-term thing. And, and Sean Bay said with a straight face on Friday, he's not going to be a year-to-year proposition. Okay, I'll believe it when I see it, Sean, because I think he's just doing what he can to get through this year. Get through this year, and then we'll see about next year. We'll see how bad it is this year before I figure out next year. Because I don't think he wants to have three, four, five bad years on his resume. Kind of neutralizes the whole, I want a Super Bowl, if you're presiding over a team that is middle of the pack or worse for four or five years after that. All right, let's pivot yeah. to the thing that happened. And let me just give some free PR advice to any NFL team out there, any sports team, any league, anybody that actually wants to do something that people will have a chance to react to in a favorable way. Friday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern is the place where bad news goes to die, not good news. Seriously. This is the kind of thing that should be heralded and rejoiced. You don't drop this one at 5.30 p.m. Eastern on a Friday. The Panthers making the bold move, the desperate move, from 9-1 to one in the draft, and the Bears trading back and getting a haul of picks and receiver DJ Moore. This isn't something that you drop. You, you agree to hold it until Monday morning. This is something that should take over. This is something that should trump any discussion of the looming start of free agency. It should be breaking right now, not Friday. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. For a league that has otherwise figured out how to work all these angles, it really is mind-boggling that they set this up in a way that it got out at a time when everyone was shutting down. Uh, I mean, I I was shocked. I was. I mean, shocked won the news, yeah, but, like, yeah, Friday, you know, that time, yeah, you're thinking, well, I'm going to wind down. Hey, it's the weekend. Let's get ready to have some fun. Wait, what? This is going on? Holy cow. I mean, this was amazing. Amazing. Really. I mean, what what a trade for both sides. I mean, good for the Bears. Right off the bat, we know, hey, you got Justin Fields. They got something special. They got pick stockpiled. They got one of the best receivers in football. That, to me, might have been the most shocking part of the trade as far as what Carolina gave up and the Bears received. I understood the picks. I was like, wait, Carolina, aren't we going to draft a quarterback with number one? We're going to give away the number one weapon he's going to have on your new football team. So that was surprising, but good for the Bears. But over, over the, the star of this is still Carolina for the move they made to go number one. I think it's something they had to do. They were in no man's land for drafting a quarterback, especially if you wanted the pocket passing quarterback. If you wanted to go that route, you were really in no man's land. So uh, I think this was a necessary move for them. And I don't know. I don't look at it as too crazy or expensive or whatever. For the state of their team, they've been looking for this position. you got to make a big-time move to get the guy you want, and I think they did that. 
And it reminds me of what the 49ers did two years ago. Even though the 49ers didn't go up quite as far, they got to three, but they knew it was going to be Trevor Lawrence one, Zach Wilson two, and they'd have been happy with either one. Uh, Bullet dodged as to number two, at least so far. Yeah. But you have your pick at that point. They moved up to number three, and it wasn't like Jeff Fisher trying to to squeeze maximum drama out of Jared Goff versus Carson Wentz. I mean, heads heads you lose, tails you lose with that one, but uh, all due respect. But this truly is Panthers moving into the driver's seat. They have the number one selection, and now they do – the full evaluation and figure out which guy they want. And the wrinkle is they've opened the door because they got the word out to multiple reporters on Friday. Don't be surprised if we trade down. And this is where it becomes a little cloak and dagger. It becomes next level chess. Who do we think the Texans want? Yeah, that's going to be a part of this. we just do a flip flop? Right. Yeah. Could we fall? Could we fall to four with the Colts? Right. And feel like we're going to get a guy that we'd be happy with. Don't get too cute, though, Carolina. You're finally in position to get a franchise quarterback. They've all said no thank you. All the veterans, the, the good ones, have said no thank you. This is your chance to get a guy. Don't screw it up. Do the work and, and find the guy that you think is going to be the guy. Because I think if they, if they would trade out of that spot, Chris, the message would be that we're really not sure right. that one of these guys is the guy. So we think we could make one of two or three of them the guy yeah right right I mean hey they're in the position to evaluate and do all that right now like you said yeah the 49ers were out of the Zach Wilson Trevor Lawrence conversation but that let them be in what the Mac Jones Trey Lance Justin Fields conversation now the pick of the litter of those three they have the pick of the, the pick of the litter for everything here so that that's that's the great thing there doesn't need to be a rush and yeah Mike to your point and the ultimate you know world it would be that the Colts and the Texans want the same quarterback that the Panthers actually don't want. And now they can start a bidding war to where, oh, wait, oh, wait, Texans, you, you want to go up to number one to make sure you get this guy or whoever here? Oh, oh okay. And then they can maybe be at number two and, and get the guy they still wanted. I don't know. I'm with you. Don't be f- too freaking cute here. Don't. This is a team really, when you look through it, and we saw it towards the end of the year last year, Mike, and we've kind of been on this. You know, they're, they're, they got talent across the board. They're another team, and I'm not going to say they're quite like Miami, but there's not a lot they need on their roster right now when you kind of go through it. They got some top-tier D linemen and linebackers and secondary players. You know, receiver, they're going to need some work there, but they got some talent. We know, you know, running back, O-line's okay. So they're, they're a team that's kind of be ready to make that next move, and the quarterback thing's an issue. And, like, really – I'd be shocked, Mike. I'd be shocked. I'm just going to say this right now because I, I haven't like put out my quarterback rankings as of yet, but I would just be shocked if it's not C.J. Stroud, right? I haven't gone through all the quarterbacks in the draft yet, but for my money, from what I've seen to this point, Mike, C.J. Stroud is clearly, I mean clearly, the number one pick. This isn't like, oh, Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson, it's really close, or you know, Josh Allen and, and Baker Mayfield or whatever there, it, it, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. I don't even think this one is a conversation. When I broke down the film, I was kind of blown away by C.J. Stroud, and I thought it was really head and shoulders above the rest of the top of quarterbacks, especially when you're talking about in-the-pocket, decision-making, big-time throws. If that's what you want at quarterback, Mike, which I think is what Frank Reich wants to do, then he's going to be the guy, and I would be shocked if it's not him. Yeah, I mean, there's concern been, that's been articulated, and there's some of that in Peter King's Football Morning in America about Reich and a shorter quarterback, and it's something you've said as it relates to Kyler Murray. There's always going to be a segment of the league – from a coaching standpoint, right. wants nothing to do with a short quarterback. Doesn't mean a short quarterback can't thrive somewhere, but you got to have a coach that believes in right. that. Right. And when you have a guy who's a former quarterback, it's a pretty tall guy. Yeah. And played with and played with Jim Kelly. Right. Exactly. You know, right. Yeah. You've you've got a you've got a baked in bias for a taller guy, and C.J. Stroud is there at six three. Anthony Richardson is the other one that there's been some speculation sure. the Panthers may be interested in. But you know what? In a weird sort of way. And this isn't fair to Richardson, but 
it's kind of like the Panthers have been there and done that with Cam Newton. Yeah, I hear you. And, you know, I, I mean, they, he's, he would have to completely blow them away for them to do what would essentially be Cam Newton part two. Right, right. He, it, he would have to be the guy. That, I think if, he's, if, if it's close, if it's close, I think they go Stroud. If it's clearly Richardson, then it's clearly Richardson, and so be it. But, again, Chris, I, I think there's another reason that the Texans and the Panthers don't do a flip-flop. I, it's already conspicuous how, how the Texans blew their shot at controlling the board by winning in Week 18. And the NFL tries to just ignore the fact that, that there's a clear connection between tanking and getting yourself in the best possible draft position. I don't think the Texans or the league would be all that thrilled with the idea of giving up something significant to get to number one because it, it just invites more chatter about how ludicrous it is to not accept a loss in week 18 when you've got the brass ring in your hand that is the first overall pick in the draft when it just underscores how valuable it is when you give up so much to get the thing you could have had for nothing. I, I, I hear you. It's, it's, it's a tough one. You know, it is. It, it, it's it's uh, when you're with a, a coach like Lovey Smith who realizes, you know, the writing on the wall, he's not sitting there going, wait, I'm, well, I'm going to tank so you guys can get a better pick next year and the next coach can benefit from it. Yeah, thanks, guys. No problem. Right. So that's where it gets a little dicey in the NFL, let alone like we talk and about. And he did it before. I know. He did it with the bucket. I know. That's what makes it so beautiful. It does. And then he got fired a year later. It, 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 it is, it's amazing. And then as we've discussed, too, where it is hard in, in football, too, it's just hard to get guys to stop competing because there is the no guaranteed contracts. And, you know, everybody is watching. And even those guys who are backups or maybe not stars or starters – they're giving it all. They're all, and certainly not, you know, going to give up in those situations. So it's a tough one there. No, there's no, there's no doubt about it. But yeah, I mean, as it stands now, the Texans are not going to get the guy they want, or at least, you know, they're going to get second pick of the litter uh, because of a fourth and twenty throw it up in the end zone by Davis Mills and company. But uh, Mike, I, I'm, I was a, I'm a big fan of the the trade by the Carolina Panthers. I'm the. Bears, they killed it. They got what they want. I think the Panthers, it was time to, you know, make a move. It was a make a move time. I'm not going to use the phrase I wanted to really say. But I think it, the time was now, and they were sitting in no man's land. Now and I want to know what that it. was. Yeah. Well, it was shit or get off the pot yeah. time. That's what it was. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I was just curious. There I was curious. Go, That's now. fine. That's over. Um, <laughs> And now, now uh, one of the things that resonated from Peter's column last Monday, and he repeated this on Friday, Ryan Poles, the GM of the Bears, had an offer in hand that would have gotten him a first-round pick in 2024, a first-round pick in 2025, plus flip-flop this year. That's not what he got from the Panthers. He got a different package. So there was somebody else out there that was in this. There had to have been somebody else out there that was in this, or or – the Panthers deal was a first rounder in 24 and 25. And then it became give us DJ Moore, And that's what got this thing over the finish line. But I know how you feel about DJ Moore. Yeah. I feel like he's been underutilized in Carolina in part because they don't have a great quarterback, but Chris now, you know, yeah, DJ Moore in Chicago, you got right. Chase Claypool in Chicago who they traded for and gave up a second round pick to get, where does he fit long-term in this? When you've got DJ Moore under a $20 million a year contract, is Chase Claypool going to get the contract that he he's He said last year he's a top three receiver in the NFL, and he's surely jostling now for his deal. Do they make him play that out? This just becomes a little awkward, potentially, with Moore and Claypool. I know Claypool's saying all the right things for now, but there's a subtext to this that becomes complicated. you got a quarterback you're going to have to pay, you got a receiver that's getting $20 million a year, and you got another receiver that you gave up a second-round pick to get that is a year away from free agency. They're going to have to figure out what their strategy is for uh, paying these guys or not paying these guys. Yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, Claypool is a big-time talent. I don't think his production at this point is going to give him too much of a pedestal to stand on, right, to go, wait, I deserve to be paid more, right? So, And, and you know, hey, listen, he's been in some offenses that are tough and not necessarily lend themselves to great wide receiver production either. But those are just the facts of the matter right now. So, yeah, the – the, the propaganda machine or the fans behind them, they're not going to be behind them and, wait, I want, you know, 15 or $18 million a year. 
You know, he, he hasn't got to that status yet to, to get people behind him to get pressure on a football team. So I think he needs to put out another year here of, hey, showing his mature, didn't really, you know, you know, get indoctrinated into the offense last year all the way. There took some time there. But I think the potential, Mike, for what they got there, damn, I look at that and go, whoa. But, yeah, they got some juggling to do. You're right. With that contract for more, Claypool, Darnell Mooney, who's a really damn good receiver, but coming off an ACL tear. And then, you know, he's a draft pick by them too, so you know they like him. Uh, he's a talented guy. They're, they're, they've got some problems there, but those are good problems to have. They're going to have to figure it out. I'm excited about what they can be on that side of the ball, though. I mean, wow, Justin Fields, Cole Komet, those three receivers – Wow, is there some speed and some firepower and some guys that, you know, could do the things we talk about, right, Mike? Debo Samuel, Tyree Killstype, uh, speed sweeps, reverses, deep posts, screen passes, all of that off of Justin Fields' ability to run. It's going to be a tough formula to stop there in Chicago. Yeah, a, a quarterback who is the best running threat in the league right now, plus options that will make him a better thrower. It's an Eagles formula. now. It's, it's kind of like what the Jaguars did last year. The Bears couldn't do it last year. The Bears could tear sure. it down, but they couldn't build it up. Now they're in the build-it-up phase. And right. that's the one thing that is the big takeaway from the fact they traded down. It was becoming more and more clear they were going to trade down. Remember there was that talk for a while, ooh, they should take a quarterback with the first overall pick Well, then and trade Justin Fields. Well, you found a guy that's pretty damn good in Justin Fields. You don't just throw him overboard after two seasons when he's shown the potential to become a franchise quarterback and take a chance on somebody who may never be. And look back to 2018. Look at the drafts for the past 10 years. There's no guarantee that the quarterback you take in round one is going to pan out. It is a roll of the dice. So they did the smart thing in keeping Justin Fields, and now they're trying to build around him. And even with the DJ Moore contract, Chris, they still have more cap space than anyone else to go out and spend in free agency. And who knows what they're going to do? Offensive linemen, let's make the blocking better. Running backs, let's have maybe find some. I don't know. Maybe they'd use the draft for that. But whatever their mindset is, make the defense better. They it feels like they are are uh, dropping it into overdrive and putting the pedal to the metal and any other driving cliche that I could think of. That's what the Bears are doing at a time when Aaron Rodgers may be on his way out. And it, he is on his way out of Green Bay. It'd be a stunner at this point if he yeah. stays. The Vikings, who the hell knows where they are? And the Lions, isn't it weird? The Lions like, and Bears are like, watch out, NFC teams North here. could be turned upside yeah. down yeah. where the Lions and Bears take over. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's ex- I, I think it, you should be excited if you're a Bears fan. You know, that quarterback with those receivers, that tight end, O-line needs a little help. But we saw, I mean, they can move some people in the run game. David Montgomery's a free agent, right? So they could do that. But – between you really look at it and go, man, they can spend a lot of money and stuff on this defensive side of the ball and improve that for Matt Eberflus, who's a defensive guy. And, man, with the draft picks they got over the next few years, yeah, they're a team that you look at and go, ooh, they're on the rise. They got a chance here if they do things the right way to, to build this team to be sustainable and hanging around here for the next five, six years. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the betting markets go moving forward, especially if you think C.J. Stroud is the guy at number one for the Panthers. It had been Bryce Young for a long time. Uh, yep. Anthony Richardson got a pop yep. in the combine. But now Stroud, Stroud – and, and, you well, know, if you're looking for value yeah. in that in that proposition, maybe C.J. Stroud's the guy to – to keep an eye on. I, I think so. I would be shocked. I really would. And you know me. I don't, you know, hey, Joe Burrow, the year he I went out right away, number one. Mahomes, the year, yeah, number one. You know, when it's close, you've heard me, him and Hall, and ooh, I don't know yet. And I haven't put out my official rankings there, but I'm willing to say that. I've told enough people, too, just behind the scenes. It's To me, it, it, was, it was not even close. And i got to imagine they're seeing the same thing. And then you add on to the fact that you talked about Frank Reich, a bigger quarterback, came from a place with Jim Kelly's big quarterback. That's what he wanted in Indianapolis. You know, I think that's the type of offense he wants to run. I don't think you trade to go up to the number one pick as, as, as a freak show as Anthony Richardson is from Florida, Mike. You know, he is raw. He's a little risky. I don't think he's a number one. Uh, we trade up to number one to get that type of guy. And then Bryce Young, Mike, just real quickly on that, I, I, I probably shouldn't be spilling my beans on all this, but I'm going to go down here anyways, is, yeah, how could you not be scared of the size? 
the height, the lack of weight, right? This is not Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson either. He can't run like them, especially not like Kyler Murray, right? And you listen to a lot of people who are in the know around college football, NFL. It sounded like Bryce Young played at one in the 180s when it was the regular season. So that's that's scary, right? And then we talk about size as a skill. And then, Mike, the other thing, Bryce, he's really awesome at playing the game, but there's no elite trait about him. You don't look at him and go, ooh, what a rocket arm, or oh, wow, he's so fast, or ooh, he's so big he can hang in the pocket and just make throws with people all around him. You know, th- there's none of that. So that doesn't speak to the number one pick either, Mike. Sorry to talk so long there, but I'd be shocked if it's not Stroud. The markets have already caught up with this reality. Stroud minus 300 at Bet MGM and elsewhere with Bryce Young. I'm looking at FanDuel odds here, plus 300. Anthony Richardson so, yeah, plus it- 450. So one of those three, the first overall pick. Now, now look, there's still that possibility right. of a flip-flop. Yep. Colts-Texans. Uh, that the Colts become the Stroud team. Texans become the Bryce Young or the Anthony Richardson team. Colts become, you know, another option too. But then you got to worry about that. See, if you're if you're the Panthers, don't go down to four because then you got to worry about the Cardinals trading out of three and uh, the picks go quarterback, 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 and you're stuck unless you love four guys. Yeah. Or you have four guys and you can't really pick one. And you want to let somebody else pick the first three and you'll just take whoever is left. But that's that's not the way you get a real payoff for what you gave up to get yourself in position to get the first overall pick in the draft. All right, we're going to take a break. Almost a full hour devoted to the two big stories that broke since we went off the air on Friday. Will it be a big story that breaks before Tuesday as it relates to a quarterback? Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Whether he wants to play for the New York Jets. We'll discuss Aaron Rodgers when PFT Live continues right after this. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.